0: DIMP Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Hello, Apps here from DIMP Digital, and welcome to Idle Game Chat. This is the weekly video games podcast where we give our impressions of the video games that you can play today. And react to the latest news from the wonderful world of video games. We are here every single Monday on your favourite podcast app and YouTube, absolutely free. We're also now curated on the world's best game site, which is Sifted Games. I'd advise you to head over to sifted.net if you are interested in video games. It truly is a a great website to uh, to get your gaming news from and get all your all your all your bits and pieces curated and there's a nice community there as well. On this edition I'm joined by the former DIMP Digital Gaming Quiz Champion. It's Pac-Man himself. It's Tom Adcock. How's it going? Good
1: mate. Not too bad, thanks.
0: Good, excellent. So we're here sort of as an early AM kickoff for us. It's not early, but some people would consider before nine early, like Adkins. Um, even on a work day, I don't think he's getting up before sort of half eight and then heading straight out for work. But weekends, you'll be lucky to get in before 10, 11. Uh, but we've been both up since six sort of preparing. That's what we do. We put in the hours here at Dimp Digital and Idle Game Chat to make sure that we uh, we bring in the best content that we can. We are going to be grilling some games this week. So it's a pure sort of impression session, if you will. We've got Wonderboy Boy. The Dragon's Trap. No idea what to expect from that. It's a little Adcock edition. Man Eater, which is something that I have recently played through. A Way Out, which I have played through um, when it came out initially. And now Adcock has managed to go through that. And then we're going to give our final impressions of The Last of Us Part 2. Completely spoiler-free. <clears throat> Very just general stuff. Not really going to talk too much specifically about the game. Just going to recommend... I'll give our recommendations on whether you should pick that game up if you haven't done so already. So that'll be the very end of the session itself. And before we kick off formally, I've got to let you know that if you enjoy idle game chat, then make sure you tell everyone that we're available on all the podcast apps and YouTube totally free but if you do want to support the show head over to patreon.com forward slash idle game chat where you have the opportunity to become one of our spe- very very special patrons and uh there's some cool perks that you can get there and uh we'll give you something back in return for that including potentially Some spoiler casts down the road that you'll get early. That's sort of in the works. We'll uh, announce that when we're ready to do that. But if uh, if you're guessing what the game might be, it will be The Last of Us Part 2 the next time we do a full-blown spoiler cast. And it will be coming to our our patrons first at present. Right. Agcock. Wonderboy. The Dragon's Trap. Now, I got confused when you first said this game because... I was like, what on, A, what on earth is that? I, I know what Wonderboy is, but I, I, and I, I have a vague memory of them doing a remake a couple of years back. And then as I was doing my research into the game, I realised that this actually is a remake of Wonderboy 3, in like the old school chronological order. And they've remade it, and they've gone just with Wonderboy, the dragon's trap, almost as though they're trying to sort of reboot it. Uh, before we get into the current or more present version of Wonder Boy. Did you play Wonder Boy back in the day? It's quite a, an infamous series for those that have been around long enough to remember it.
1: No, he's <laughs> simply put. Uh, Come I think on! I was kind of attracted to his game, because as you probably know, I was a big Nintendo fan. Yes. And uh, I was happy with that overall, but Sega did have a couple of nice little franchises that I'd yeah. always look on enviously over the schoolyard, like, right, what's going on with that Wonder Boy? <laughs> And so, yeah, so like like you said, I obviously knew about Wonder Boy. I think I played the first Wonder Boy, and I remember seeing this one, like the box art as a kid and things, thinking, yeah, that looks pretty good. I mean, mm. in hindsight, it looks appalling, but...
0: That's what we had to go on, though, back then, was the box art, wasn't it? How mad yeah. is that? There was no even screenshots on the back of the game. Like, when you got to, like, PlayStation 1 era and N64, like, there was, like, little images on the back, but prior to that, it was like, what's the art of the front box, and then you make a call based on that if you know internet to, to, to look up just maybe like the odd magazine
1: exactly exactly so yeah no i've never really played it but um i'd always been interested And when i saw this remake um in the works it was the graphical style that really sort of like right pipped my interest i was like all right what is this and to be honest it's probably i know now it's pretty much out on everything i think even like phones and
0: whatnot oh yeah yeah
1: it's i think i've read that the switch version has outsold all other versions Jesus. but uh i actually bought this i think pretty much on release but it had been in my sort of backlog sitting there rotting yeah um so i actually got it on playstation 4
0: okay do you remember how much it was roughly is i'm assuming it's not a full you know 50 uk pounds 55 uk pounds job it's going to be a much more sort of cheaper version of a game that you'll see
1: yeah i think as i got it on release it was just like north of 20 but i think now you're probably looking more 12 to 15 yeah
0: Fair enough, fair enough. So, as I said, this is a remake of the third game. Now, I don't know how much lore they had back in the Wonder Boy days, whether they were genuine sequels or just like most games back in the day, sort of in in the late 80s, early 90s, where they're just iterations of the same characters or the same main characters in a different situation. But how do we kick off Wonder Boy, the the dragon's trap? I mean, what what are we looking at here in terms of narrative?
1: Mate, this game's surprisingly for an 8-bit era game right so this game starts at the last a bit like castlevania 3 or whatever, one of those or Cynthia of the night so you yeah. basically replay the last boss from i guess wonder boy 2 but you're fully overpowered he can't really touch you yeah you beat him you know as you would before but this time you get cursed and uh, you get turned into a little lizard fella and that's <laughs> how the game starts
0: right Let's so, stripped of all your know. powers,
1: it's a bit of like a Metroid vibe, you know. You get stripped of all your powers. You're now like stuck as a little lizard running around. Yeah, and uh yeah, you need to get yourself uncursed.
0: Excellent. Well, that sounds like a an interesting start. And you know, we're not talking last of us the part two levels, but. You know, for a game of this ilk, you, you kind of don't expect too much coming out of there. You mentioned that you get stripped of your powers and, and whatnot. I'm, I'm guessing the game sort of lives and dies on its its gameplay mechanics. How, if you're describing this as someone who's just never seen or played a Wonder Boy game or even just this game, not even seen a screenshot of it, how how does the game operate when you first sort of get control of your little fella?
1: Yeah, so it's a side scroller like every game in the eight bit era pretty yeah. much was. So, um, but I think almost, like guess, like Metroidvania type deal where you've got like a little hub village right from there it it, it scrolls left right up down like your different powers oh
0: yeah so
1: yeah there's like five five levels i guess like you can go anywhere at any time but you're going to be underpowered or you're going to get blocked by you know the terrain and then as you unlock the new so but each time you beat a boss you get the option where you get turned into another animal so from lizard to mouse to hawk to drag anything so you've got five different characters and then at some point in the game halfway through you get the ability to change yourself between those characters
0: that's pretty cool actually and i'm assuming they have different gameplay mechanics like attached to each of those characters like i don't know the lizard perhaps can jump higher than what the mouse can or the mouse can get through things that exactly the mouse
1: can attach to like bit like basically go upside down and stuff and like there's like the, the world he can climb over this is what i mean the hawk can obviously fly dragon can um free fire there's um what is it? there's one that can swim i forget which one that was now like mm. uh, I feel like it was actually like a sort of merman thing but yeah so <laughs> uh yeah so basically you at first there's only one sort of you know path where you won't get absolutely blitzed you go yeah. there you it's kind of like light puzzle solving as well there are like a lot this is what i mean when surprisingly deep it's like a little bit of a narrative for an 8-bit game um yeah. There's a lot of, like, um, puzzles, well, not puzzles, I'd say the medium puzzle solving, you know, like hidden doors, walls. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, like, things that aren't particularly clear, especially towards the end, But you need to get a couple of weapons to unlock the last world. And sort of struggled on that for a bit. For a bit. Like, I did mm. manage to sort of bumble my way through, but wasn't really, you know, again, I was a bit like, right, so, oh, I guess they were a bit... Um,
0: Baffling back in the day, actually they were obtuse. Sure. Sure. Yeah, just, exactly. They weren't interested in how there was no back then. There was no interest in giving you a game that was easy to complete. Really, it was all about you know if it's broken, a you're gonna have to deal with it. There's no patches, and b we don't want you to really complete this quickly. We want it to be tough. We want it to be hard. Like you go out to play those Mario games now, and they are to do that just natively with no save points is hard. Like without the warp zones, the like the really difficult games back then
1: that's what i mean and like thinking of like a sort of seven or eight year old getting this for christmas oh. like god knows where 1985 or something like no internet probably no mates with the same game sort of really struggling to be like right how oh. am i getting through this because I, I don't know what i'm doing mm. like it's not there are bits of it that are pretty difficult like the platforming and stuff is is relatively simple like the enemies obviously scale up and you need to kind of keep up with that with purchasing art like this is the thing you could like purchase armor like weapons there's uh you know magic all those kind of classic unlocks so they're all there and kicks off um yeah i mean got any other questions that you want to ask
0: only yeah a couple of things like in terms of you mentioned that you can go anywhere you want from the start and then you might go down quote-unquote the wrong path initially was there any frustrations with going through that process like you go somewhere maybe you get a quarter of the way through or even half the way through and then you hit an obstacle and you're like oh fuck i've got to go all the way back now and do something else is that ever it would you trade that off for a more linear sort of structure where it's like an old zelda game with the dungeons and you go to the dungeon you get x then you can go to the dungeon and then you get y and can pr- progress that way
1: no i mean it's to be, obviously it did happen but it's quite like it's a compact little world really yeah like even when you kind of wander off you're really only ever like two or three minutes away from where you fine um, need to be and even if you you know do get stuck with like warps to get you back to sweet the hub world again yeah you you can almost tell immediately that you're kind of underpowered or you're not meant to be going that way uh, you know yeah there's like there's always more than one place you can go yes and i think what they've done is so well i'll go into the art style and stuff in a minute but um so what they've done is they've actually then added in um like a, a whole nother area um for each of the characters so you, you can it's almost like story and then each one's got a side quest basically right which yeah it wasn't in the original so often you'll you'll find these and these areas are much harder than like the uh, vanilla game so okay you can of you always sort of know you're you've kind of wandered into the wrong place when you're <laughs> knocking around one of them but you know <laughs> it's up to you you can i've done a couple of them um and they just give you better weapon upgrades and whatnot and extra heart containers like zelda yeah um but yeah um but the actual game it, so i don't know if you've seen the graphic i mean it's an 8-bit sega master system game the original it looks Pretty poor, to be honest.
0: Mate, 89. Can't give it slagging slag enough for that.
1: Was that the year it came out? Yeah. Right, well, it looks like it. <laughs> but They've done this, um, I think it's a French studio, <laughs> and I did have a look at their games. I think they kind of specialise in these kind of...
0: I'm remasters. just looking now. It looks really nice, actually. Mate, like, it's beautiful. Sort of, yeah. One fella done
1: it, apparently. Hand-drawn
0: art Jesus. animation.
1: I don't really know what to describe it like, but I guess it is that hand-drawn, cartoony... It looks really good but it has that thing in the game where you can just press like L2 and toggle anytime you want from the the new graphics to the old graphics.
0: Ah. So
1: they've literally just reverse engineered the game so like lit, every enemy is where it should be, you know, like every sort of thing has just been completely drawn over but it's all it's the old sort of Hold on. It's just sitting there.
0: You're telling me this the game that you're playing now is the same structure as what was released in 89 but they've added a coat of like modern graphics or are you saying they backwards engineered to make it look like the old game
1: no as far as i know like the actual architecture of the game is still there wow like i said like anytime you want you just toggle and that's
0: fucking zelda getting all the credit and this is going on
1: i know no, mate, it actually, and that's what I mean, like, so, like, every enemy is exactly where it is, like, hit detection's the same, and you, and I did think that a couple of times, because I was like, I'd play it in the old one, I'd be like, it is exactly the same, like, oh, god I've just you know, read like,
0: up, yeah, the look, mechanics work. gameplay and, reverse engineered from the original Master System code, featuring brand new hand-drawn graphics and musical rearrangements, wow.
1: Yeah, and the music, basically, the graphics and the music are both really nice in this, um, that's such a
0: cool idea. What,
1: i would just say if you're basically if you've got yourself i'd say switch is the ideal console for this but little like platformer bit of puzzle solving i i was like pleasantly so you know i had this sitting there for well years actually probably Mm. two years i had it in my pile and when i finally cracked on with it i was like do you know what this is actually a pretty good game
0: yeah i might actually uh, might have a look at this to be honest because we've both finished the last of us part two and I'm in that mode where once I've played a game that I can, that I really enjoyed, I don't really want to play anything else for a while. Like I find it really hard to get motivated to play yeah. stuff. These sort of games, though, are excellent distractions because I'm sort of waiting for Ghosts of Tsushima to come out in, in, in you know, July, sort of next month. Um, and I don't really want to start anything else. I just feel like uh, I'm going to be playing that, thinking about The Last of Us still, where something like this could be a nice distraction for a week or so.
1: Exactly. I mean, to be honest, mate, yeah, you could literally do like one, get through one of the worlds like each night, really. I mean, if you yeah. know what you're doing, it's one of those games, as it is a Master System game. It can probably be bashed out in under an hour. But yeah. First time through. Me, like, probably more like four or five hours, really. It was. I actually nice. struggled quite a bit in some
0: bits. Good. Does it, does it retain. I'm assuming they've made enhancements for like how you get to like changing your weapons and bits like that. And also, one thing that back in the day was always difficult with most games was the saving the the absence of checkpointing for example do they add these sort of you know life enhancements to the game so that a modern player won't be like oh I ain't starting the whole fucking game again
1: yeah obviously having not played the game I didn't know but I did read it and exactly they've made those little quality of life improvements so bizarrely obviously it does save auto save every time you get like any sort of key upgrade or you know whatever like beat a boss or get a new transformation but you can still put in the same because obviously you can toggle yes so there's like a church in the main um um town so you can go in like it really does just auto save anyway Mm. if you want to do like a manual save you go into the church save if you toggle back to the old graphics you go into the church and there's your like 72 character upper lowercase numbers special characters password that needs to be put in
0: oh nice
1: so they've retained why anyone would want that i don't no. know and then exactly what you said earlier it's got all the little um like easy weapon switching and things that just you know takes advantage of the extra buttons nice controllers have
0: excellent is it, is it a control all right like the controls still pretty solid consider it's based on a game code that was yeah it's almost four, what's that how many decades is that three decades old
1: yeah, so it's good. It's not, you know, like how Mario is just like, or like those old 8 bit Marios are just like flawless yeah. still today. Yeah. This is a bit slower and a little bit more, um, how would I say, it's like jumping's a bit more, like loose, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. So that, it, I mean, it just doesn't, yeah, you know, the bottom line is it just doesn't play as well as those Mario games. No. Old. But yeah, mate, it's for a game that's probably pushing, what, 35 years or something it's surprisingly competent you know and it's such a because I don't know how many people have played this I don't know how many people have played this remake but you know it's it really does bring a game that many people wouldn't play it makes it you know look bang up to date and it just shows it is still a really like you know well-playing game
0: yeah wow that's uh, I was expecting this to be like a short segment in all honesty I was thinking, fuck it, what's wonderful Were the Dragon's Trap really going to offer? But the more you kind of started speaking about it, the more I was interested, and in, you know, it's run into a, a reasonably decent segment of its own. Any any other bits and pieces or any other side bits you want to mention about the game? And then we'll get into any thumbs up that it sounds like it's going to get at least one at this rate
1: yeah um no i think that's about it really i would just say if you can find it for that sort of like 12 pound mark yeah i would definitely get it i'd recommend it on switch but it was absolutely fine on playstation as
0: well it just feels like you're wasting the ps4 doesn't it like exactly, imagine getting yeah. like the ps5 day one and booting this up and being like the real power of next gen it's just that perception
1: <laughs> exactly i mean exactly my nephew said it once he saw me he goes 65 inch tv like 4k <laughs> hdi goes i see you playing tetris he's like what are you do with your life and i was it like right
0: looks bloody nice yeah. though bloody nice looking. oh tetris. yeah it also
1: doesn't make my uh playstation sound like it's gonna fucking go to mars oh, it's God.
0: like yeah they that better be better be sort i wonder whether the size of the ps5 is just to help with ventilation and you know that that noise you can i'm hoping so you can correct it by opening the bastard up and then putting like new thermal paste somewhere one of what dave hogsworth dave salmon's done it and um it made his a bit quieter and adkins has been getting really annoyed with the, the noise that his makes and he was tempted to do it before the last but he, he didn't it's one of those things where you don't really want to do it in case you break it i guess yeah imagine that <laughs> right all right it's just in the middle of a game we're about to start one of your favorite games potentially but interesting so the wonder boy the dragon's trap are we going to give it thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs middle.
1: one thumb up, it's a decent little platformer, platforming adventure game, from the 8-bit era, bang up to date, by those French bastards, (laughs) done a nice job here.
0: (laughs) Excellent, I'm, I'm interested in that, I mean I know, I know I've got, games that are already in my library that are like a celeste for example that might be good to fill this little gap until ghost of tsushima arrives but 100 percent, if i see this on offer on that switch i'm just going to get it because it sounds like a a really intriguing little game um i'm going to move on to man eater which i played so i will sort of hand over the the duty of questions and intrigue over to you um so I'll, I'll let you sort of start if you've got any initial queries or questions around man eater
1: yeah well I, I knew this game was coming i didn't know it actually got the full release though actually and yeah i'm a reasonably big shark fan but then i met you and <laughs> sort of, you, you actually sort of make me hate sharks and you know, jaws and whatnot because you fucking love this shit so i love them yeah even if this game was absolute to it was getting a a big playthrough from you so it's getting
0: 10 out of 10 regardless because yeah. it's got sharks in it yeah
1: i know broad strokes like what this is i saw a trailer so it's like open world you yeah. sh- is it well so my first question i guess then is this like a sort of ramps up version of that game i had on my phone where you kind of keep upgrading your shark fighting bigger bosses
0: giant crabs and whatnot i, I tell you what it's it's <laughs> It's not, but it does share some of those attributes. That in sh- my
1: brain, when I saw that trailer, that's what I was thinking. I was like, and I wasn't. That was fine by me, by the way. Yeah, I like that game.
0: I would say it. It doesn't borrow things. It's just using like, that game was using like quite straightforward RPG mechanics, like you build experience <laughs> and you get bigger and bigger. So, in this, you you assume control of a a baby bull shark, um, yeah. like a pup. And as you progress through eating things, through completing quests and bits and bits, yes, there are quests for these sharks, um, you will gain experience and you will grow throughout the the game. So by the end of the game, you're obviously much bigger than where you were when you started. Um, And it has some really kind of like traditional role-playing elements in there. This is, all right, so one thing, I'm a big fan of sharks. We all love sharks. If you don't like sharks, you need to sort yourself out. This is not a national geographic kind of simulation of a shark's life okay it's a tongue-in-cheek video game almost in some essences like a sci-fi take on a shark's life basically so okay forget shark week and all the all the real footage and stuff this is a video game where you play as a shark and they've they've gone for the, the the side of making it as fun as possible because you can upgrade your shark with various components like you can unlock for example like bone components which change the look of your shark so you might change the jaw of your shark to a bone component and his teeth will be like a bit more like thicker and and whatnot but what that does in the gameplay is it it increases your like brute force your brute power and things like that and then when i was talking about sci-fi stuff there's another upgrade sort of set of it's almost like armor imagine this stuff as armor it changes your look changes your stats one that's electricity so when you buy it it will Disperse electricity into the water and stun your enemies. There's a poison one. So there's all these different kind of. There's about four or five maybe of these different sets that you can accumulate and get from carrying out various different quests and bits and pieces in the game. It's much more like, and don't you lose your shit when I say it, it's much more like a GTA version of a shark game than it is. um whatever that game was called? I can't remember. Big yeah, Shark yeah, Upgrade. Shark so whatever, yeah. open world, okay. like quests for you to do. And has that upgrade path that you can even you so Even has a wanted system on there. So if we're talking GTA, fucking.
1: So and what? So when you're swimming around, is there like like a mini map that tells you where your quests are, or like how do you un- unlock these quests? Are
0: they like side quests? And yeah, yeah, it's it's lo- tons. It's not tons. There's, there's about six different types of quests that you can do. It's like a story quest where you'll go and visit like this. He's basically you've got an arch nemesis who's like, like basically Quint out of Jaws. Nowhere yeah. near as well-acted or anything like that. But he's like a shark hunter. He hates sharks, blah, 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 blah. So the the main story quest focus on like you visiting him and checking in with him, seeing what he's up to. And the way the story is told is that it's actually it's mainly following this – I think his name's Scaly Pete. Scaly Pete, yeah. I mean, it's mainly following well, that's the him. That's the, that's the enemy, yeah. It's like the main sort yeah. of Quint version. And the way it is, is presented and shot is it's like they're doing a documentary on him –
1: ah i remember this now yeah 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 like a yeah like a big brother sort of thing that's it yeah 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 yeah, okay
0: so you follow they're following him he's like talking directly to the camera and all this all this weird stuff and then when you're in the water yourself as well like when you go and unlock a a collectible for example there's like landmarks that you can find under the water that you can buy it and then you'll like activate and you'll find out like it's a load of like people that are on a boat that sunk and they drowned and it'll give you like a um, like a narrative, a, voice, a visual of a voice, sorry, narrative sort of <clears throat> snippet of that particular uh, landmark. So everything in the game, if you pick something up, if you activate X, there's a narrator that's talking you through this. Which right. in RPGs, and this is not a long game by the way, but in like long RPGs, what they sacrifice is that when you pick up like a collectible, you have to fucking read it. Like this, the one yeah. thing I love about this game is like 99 percent of stuff is narrated. So okay. when you when you get something, it'll give you like a a unique you know little batch of information about that collectible, which is really cool. But you've got a map, and you can you can drop a checkpoint down, and then it will show up on your sort of there's like a radar at the top of your um, screen, and it will show up on there. And you can go and go to that sort of mini map marker, and then find out what's there. But the, the, the one criticism is there's there's about there's about five or six things that you can do like go to the story area um which is normally just triggering a cutscene. to be honest and sometimes it will trigger an encounter after that yeah. um kill a number of humans in a set area which is called like a revenge mission yep um kill a number of um, fish or other animals that are in the sea and uh, that's called like a, a population control kill a hunted animal which is normally like a more powerful version of a standard enemy so during your travels in the sea you'll you'll encounter things like crocodiles other sharks uh, barracudas things like that that will will attack you and these are like more powered up versions of those once you've done enough sort of bits and pieces or, or population control in a certain area so there's there's like certain sort of regions of the map. It will then unlock what they call like an apex predator, which would be like the boss of that area. And then you can go... Is there a giant crab? I'm not going to... No, there's not. There's no giant crab. Always my
1: favourite on that old game. Loved it.
0: Yeah. I think they should... Maybe... I have not 100%ed it, so there could be a hidden one somewhere. But those are the sort of five main things that you're doing. And you can collect, like, um, like experience caches that give you stuff to spend on the upgrades and whatnot. Um, and those landmarks that I mentioned and other collectibles like license plates, which is clearly out of jewels. like when they pull that license yeah. plate out of the tiger shark. Um, you can go and collect those as well for experience. And then, like I said, you've got the armor sets that you can apply. You've got other little upgrades that you can add, like, to your organs. Like, you can add, like, extra health and things like that. And then you can upgrade those items in your, sort of, in your shark to make them more a more powerful version of said um, item
1: okay and what's like because i'm trying to imagine this now like, what is the combat like do you like lock on to an enemy and then
0: yeah it's a little like, bit loose like you kind of swim up to something and then like a an icon will appear so it's basically indicating that you can bite it yeah if it's small enough and you hold the right trigger you let's buy it you can grab it and then you can hold it, and then when you grab it, you can like you have to swing the right stick, and you can shake it, and that will decrease its health. Right. Um, and I think LB or L, whatever they would call it on on the other controllers, is a tail whip. So you can okay. you can do that. You can also breach out of the water and grab people off of boats. That's one way of doing it, or just ram things. Like, but to be honest, a lot the one of the biggest problems of the game is you've got those five quest types, which are basically the same each time. Yeah. so you are doing the same thing over and over again and then the combat is a little bit loose and all over the place that like sometimes i didn't really know what i was doing and i was, I was getting away with it right like taking out things that are a bit more powerful than me because each each enemy each bit of each fish each other shark has a level as well so you can okay. say oh that's a level 20 alligator and i'm only level 10 i probably shouldn't go near that yet um, but you can just get away with mashing right trigger in, to honesty, and then using like the right analog stick. If you click it in, it like refocuses the camera on the enemy. So I just yeah. kept doing that, and it's a little bit messy. It wasn't. It wasn't. It's not the not the best, in all honesty.
1: Okay, I'm assuming there's like the things where like you go for the humans. Like there'll be people on the beach, mm. on boats, people on the pier or whatever can you is he like you can smash those things
0: up and yeah yeah you can like you can get on so again i was talking about it's not a realistic simulation of a shark's life you can jump onto land and sort of hop around and get people off the beach if you want you can do it for a certain amount of time before you start like suffocating you can do that and yeah you can like attack people's pedlows sink it like watch them swim around and then just pull them under and drown them and then eat them um, yeah, you can destroy pretty much anything in the game that's on the water, moving around. So that's quite fun. And if you do enough of that, if you start causing too much mayhem to like the human side, the wanted level system will kick right. in, and they'll they'll send like hunters after you. Um, and if you destroy maybe half a dozen of those hunters before you kind of lose your wanted status, it will trigger a um, like a like a headhunter, like a bounty hunter. They're called. They right. come along, and they're not really much more of a challenge than the standard kind of like (laughs) hunters that come after you but there's like a named person on the boat and if you can get them and kill them you you get you kill them and you get a reward at the end which might be one part of an armor set and a load of experience i think there's maybe 12 of those so as you work through like the levels of bounty hunters you'll get different people and then if you get them all you get all the, the the rewards that come with that
1: the people like can you like stick your fin above the water and sort of shit people up a bit? Mm.
0: people like, you can yeah you can do that and swim past and then you can hear people like reacting and trying to like swim away and yeah right. they do react I mean the AI is pretty turd in all honesty like they don't do a lot to get away they feel like they just you know, they don't get out of the water a lot of the time I think you just you'd immediately like bolt for the beach but they sort of just swim sometimes further out to sea and I'm like right if you're, <laughs> you're playing in my world here you're going to get taken down for that but yeah it's um that people do react to to what you're doing around them it's nothing dynamic really i have like two or three reactions that they'll all do just scream like and again the people on the beach that i've just jumped on and just snatched their friend off they don't head inland they just sort of stand there, go ah! it's like well, i'm gonna get you now aren't i
1: right so i've got a few questions like i'm gonna just blitz you but they're all sort of around the same theme so do you know who made this do you know how much you paid for it Yep. It sounds like you completed it, but didn't 100% it. So is it more like a game that's good for a half-an-hour blast, or is right. it actually... Yeah. Because yeah, like, it sounded quite positive at the beginning, but now I'm like, well, hang on a minute, this
0: thing's it's, so hot now. It's kind of what you... It's, so Tripwire Interactive developed it. I've never played any of their games before. So I had no real idea what to expect. They've, they've published a few games, but the developing side, uh, I think the best rated thing they've got was Killing Floor, so and Killing Floor 2. Right. Anyway, so they developed it. I paid thirty two. Like £33.50, it's a really cool. weird price. That is a weird price. What's that? I think it's because it was pre-ordered. Okay. So I've got like a whatever percent discount, and it just automatically applied to that. The game itself, like the main game, is about ten to twelve hours. Okay. Like that's what I've I think I've basically put in from start to finish of like the main quest. I've still got probably about another two, three, maybe four hours of like collectibles that that I may go back to because look. So here's the the, you can't sit there and play this game for six hours straight. It's not like one of those games where you're gonna get drawn into it. On your first session, you might, because you will be like, oh, it's all new. I want to kind of just get my, you know, get my bearings and whatnot. So the first session, I definitely put like maybe two and a half hours in. But after that, it was short blasts of like an hour, hour and a half tops, and even half an hour. But that kind of plays into the game's favour because just being able to jump onto a game for half an hour and do something is absent in a lot of games these days. So if you are looking for like a side project, like, get this do like the initial tutorial get comfortable with the controls then just pick it up what once a week twice a week for like so you've got half hour before you go on a bike ride hop on and then you'll have a bit of fun you'll turn it off and you won't you won't get too bored of it but oh, yeah don't get you won't get sucked in i don't think and, and do it from like start to finish in one session of the madness people that, that do that
1: <laughs> okay uh, is there anything else you want to Tell me, or should we go for a score?
0: Um, is there anything else I'd like to tell you? And um, like I said, I mentioned the, the, the narrated bits and pieces. That's really good. Like the RPG levelling up, that's part of it as well. Different unlocks we've done. It's a little bit Metroidvania in that there's like underwater tunnels that you can only unlock once you've got to a certain size. So right. you can go back. That's, that's maybe it- 100% in stuff, to be honest. Like you go back and get like the hidden cache that's in there, but you will get to a certain size. It'll be like, you'll get to like one great and it'll be like, you can't open this until you're an adult, for example. Got oh, yeah. And then you can is it go like, back and do I'm you assuming
1: you're around like one town, like a fake, uh, whatever the town in Jersey is Am- Amity.
0: Amity, yeah.
1: Island or whatever, yeah. Yeah, you're is in like,
0: like that. Yeah, so you're in like a big, almost like resort, I guess. Um, I can't remember what the place is called, but it's it's, it's basically, the way the map's segregated is there's about five or six different zones that all have like a different theme like because you're a bull shark that, in wait,
1: that was what I was going to ask you actually is there like a sort of frozen bit of the world and stuff but is it more like just like what resides in those areas Is there, is there an underwater like kingdom like glass tunnels
0: no not really oh, for fuck's sake basically expensive? it's all like it basically a lot of the game is is focused around because you know it's just how much shit people put in the sea these days like I mean a lot of the what the game is trying to present is that. The, the ocean's filthy with what humans have done to it, and they they kind of play into that a little bit with some of the, the narration bits and pieces. It's really subtle, but it's more shown in the game. Like, every area you go to is just full of shit in the water. Right. Like, nuclear waste on one of them. Like, fucking people's rubbish. It's like, bodies. People just oh, tipping yeah. like, landfill. Like, there's definitely a theme of, like, just take a look what we're doing to the planet, I guess. And it's not in your phase. It's not like driving at home going, you must stop using plastic all that shit it's just i found that was a really subtle way of just sort of showing me that the that we're ruining the, the oceans and the lakes and all, all the bits and pieces that are, cause once you throw it in the water you can't see it can you for, my, for oh, most people oh gretchenberg
1: isn't an unlockable uh
0: character there yeah, no so. yeah no she's not in there she may be a dlc <laughs> um that would definitely be, uh, that'd be polarizing because, you know, what people are like on the internet. You can only love or hate someone. But, yeah, so there's different there's different zones and you, it's like a swamp zone. There's like a beach zone. There's a zone called the Gulf, which is like the sea, I guess, which is really cool because that's really deep. Like yeah. you can go like tens of meters under. and Most of the other areas are sort of in this like fancy resort and okay. where, where people are all, like all like, posh people that spend too much money they all play golf and they throw all their shit in the sea so they're not none of these people have any sort of sympathetic sympathetic qualities to them they all they all deserve to be picked off the beach and eaten in my view got yeah understood yeah but yeah i mean it's a game for what it is it's probably a tad on the expensive side but it's a sharp game i don't know you'll have fun with it certainly for a lot of the majority of the game i think most people have fun with it If you're trying to, like, push towards the end, eventually you'll be like, right, I'm doing this. I'm killing eight humans again. Like, can I be bothered to keep doing this? But the fact that it's not 30 hours, I think, plays into its favour as well. Because if this was 30 hours, I'd be like, fucking hell. What are you bloating this out for? It's just nice and sleek.
1: Nice. All right. So let's talk scores then, mate.
0: Yeah. I mean, we don't have many shark games that come down the, the wire. There's definitely things they can improve on controls and you know quest variety i, I like the narrative kind of focus they've gone on where it's, it's quite tongue-in-cheek got a lot of comedy in it so that kind of works well you're not playing a big serious game which is great and um it's got some great elements for rpg players in there it's, it's interesting it's the controls other than the combat are fairly decent and yeah £32.50 main hindsight have been a bit expensive but you guys can pick it up on a sale and I'd, I'd advise you if you're interested in, in what you've seen and don't mind a few rough edges with the game then what were you playing it on by the way uh, Xbox One X so is it on everything it's on everything other than Switch at the moment but I believe they're working on a port actually it might already be out on the on the Switch I uh, do oh no, late late later date in 2020 so that bloody Switch port will be awful but, well, it might not be, but you know, I think games like this don't tend to do that well on the Switch. But yeah, who, who knows? But I'll, in, in terms of recommendation, I'd give it one thumb up because we just don't get too many sharp games, and they could build out a decent sequel from this. Like they just tighten things up. It got quite a lot of hype, quite a lot of like buzz, and I can see why because we just don't get games like this anymore. And, it, and it's 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 a, it's definitely sort of earns the hype. and It's not going to be a, a game changer for, for anyone, but if you want a bit of fun as a side project or even as a main project to sort of blast through for a couple of hours, if you've only got that a few times a week, then this is perfect for that.
1: Is it the best shark-based action game well, ever released? That's the question people want to know. I it was played, a Jaws one, wasn't it? Or yeah, it
0: was Jaws like Unleashed, which was on yeah. PS2. I had that. Didn't really know any better back then, but by all accounts, an awful game. But because it was Jaws, it had the Jaws skin, you were a great one. It had the music. Brody was in it. It's almost apples and oranges, really. But because my memory is so vague, I'm just going to go with Man Eater because it's a, it's clearly a much more polished game. Like, he was collecting yeah. key cards in that Jaws Unleashed. <laughs> like, that's the madness that they, they obviously didn't have a way of doing a video game story so they just sort of went right what do you doing, video games do you collect key cards right get the shark to collect key cards did he have like because like i'm just thinking now
1: like imagine like a, like you remember like the rocky games that come out on like xbox the original
0: xbox and stuff yes
1: if they done if they like, really lent into the jaws sort of franchise yep. and had like all, yeah all different all the, sharks
0: like, like the Cain. burnt one from yeah. two
1: exactly you know, the, underwater kingdom as a whole world you've got Michael Kane knocking about you've got <laughs> Brody Quinn you've got everyone
0: that would be so all as
1: bosses and stuff
0: that would be amazing right that's what I'm hoping man eater too just get like the rights to the jaws franchise and just do like a sequel slow, or like a DLC pack it would be amazing yeah but you it'll could even never have like, the
1: 3d sort of one you know like put your head VR headset <laughs> on and get a full experience for that level become the shark go yeah. inside his brain
0: There's loads of stuff they could do. I mean, they're inherently difficult games to do because, I guess, from a story perspective, how do you even make a story where you're the shark and give you the shark's perspective? Whereas what they've done here is quite clever in the fact that they're following your enemy and when you're doing stuff in the world, it's being narrated as though it's a documentary, which is kind of, like, cool. So, yeah, definitely hoping to see a few more shark games in the future now, but I'm not going to hold my breath that they're going to be much good. Um, they're pun intended. Very very um, difficult.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like they are probably difficult to do, but also something inherently fun about playing as a shark. I don't oh, know yeah. why. Just like I'm up for this. I'll be giving it a go. If it comes, if it goes down price, maybe yeah. to sort of 18, I'd be, I'd jump on this.
0: It'll be there soon. By the end of the summer, it'll, it'll be there. So I'll, um, I'll send out a little reminder if I see it. Sweet. It'll probably oh, comes to Game sweet. Pass actually in the next 12 months. It's one of those. Yeah. It's got to be one of those games in line for that. Like after it's had its initial run, like why not? Everything comes to Good Game point. Pass eventually. But um, we're going to move on. A way out. Co-op only. No other way of playing this game. Split screen only as well, isn't it? The whole is the whole game split screened.
1: Yeah, even online. Well, I imagine so. Yeah, because it was online. Yes, yeah, so it yeah. must be then if you're playing together.
0: So how did you get wind of this game and why is it take if you got wind of it early doors when it was like initial release window how's it taken two years to to get hold of it and, and start playing Was it just finding a, a person to play with or did, was it something that only came to light like recently
1: i think i knew that you, obviously i heard your review of this and i knew yeah. you would played it but obviously knowing you played it i was like right who am i going to play that with so
0: i'd that have gone through fun. it again with you
1: well i didn't know that did i wow. so. anyway uh another mate actually had it he hadn't played his xbox in years and then got furloughed so i was looking for games to play and he was like yeah. all right got this way out and uh i was a pretty big fan of the prison break series oh well. yes of course one and two perhaps after that that really fell off a cliff <laughs> um how many did they do in the wow. end of prison break do you know what? I swear someone sent me a... Did Because I forget now because they had little mini movies and stuff. But
0: something... And they've done a recent one. Do you remember? They like did it again like four, three years ago or something.
1: Yeah. So they read... Oh, yeah, so Prison Break 6, apparently. Oh, God. Has been teased, I think. But I think there's definitely four full series. Then I feel like there's like a little mini movie. Then I feel like there's another like <laughs> six episode run, which I haven't seen. <laughs> I mean, that's, that show is like that's everything absurd. that was... It's like the, at the start of that kind of new golden age of TV where things started to you know, real cliffhanger stuff and budget was pretty high. But then it suffers in that there's way too many episodes a season hmm. and then the success of it just kept, made them keep barreling forward and all the characters <laughs> then had to... You know, they had done a thing where they write the characters back in even though they had no logical sense of being around still like four seasons in and then it became like the team. that's mm-hmm. uh yeah i've got mixed feelings about that show but the first two seasons i think are really strong yeah and then obviously so this game sort of riffs on that i think it's Ooh, they yeah. must have been fans of it or thought we'll tap into that market and obviously it's pretty unique as you say co-op only not many games like that so it doesn't
0: even let you play it solo and I, and i know that'll annoy people they'll be like oh i want to play it I want to play it solo, but I don't know what your opinion is. I think after you play it, you realise why it's co-op only, because it just, A, mechanically, it probably wouldn't work, and B, you'd lose a lot of what the game's about.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it'd be, if you were having to play as both characters or the other characters was computer controlled, mm. it would strip. I mean, I've got mixed feelings about this game anyway, and yeah, it would strip the fun out of it, basically. Like The fun comes in that... You know, if you're like in your cells and you're digging, there's somebody, an actual player is telling you, look, shit, the guard's coming. Stop, stop, get back into yeah, bed. Yeah, yeah. Jump into bed. So yeah. that is that is where the fun comes from, basically.
0: Yeah. Did you pay for the game as well? Or did you just play off like your mate's sort of yeah. spare copy?
1: So he had it. I think he'd borrowed it. I don't know. But um, then, yeah, I just had to download the trial. Part of the trial lets you then just log in and play.
0: Yeah, That's so, good, isn't it? How it's good really is that good. for a co-op only game? They've they have they've sacrificed potentially a percentage of sales there to make sure that you haven't got to be both financially penalised to to play the game. I think that's a really good method of doing it.
1: Yeah, I mean it's the, it's the fairest way. But then it wasn't like that because what, 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 I bought Man of Medan. I think
0: right. I got I think, stitched uh, up with that. They they stitched me up basically. If you bought Man of Medan early, right, you would get right, yeah. like a one. I think it was just a one-off, like friend pass to play play through the game cooperatively, and because I bought it late, got you. It didn't happen, and then you had to go and buy it, which I apologise for. But I think ultimately no, no, I it may have it. been it was worth fine.
1: it. it was cheap as well, but that's what I mean. Like this one, they do do it nicely. It's,
0: yeah, it's,
1: yeah.
0: It's just there for you. But um, so go on then. Like it's 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 a hard one because sometimes I feel like the co-op only games do rely on the partner in crime that you've got, like they can i'm not going to say make the experience but i've had experiences co-op wise where they've ruined not not intentionally but it felt like they've sort of spoiled the experience slightly for me even from talking or whatnot but without naming any names or shaming anyone did you have a a good experience with your partner in crime for a way out
1: yeah it was fun um i think we definitely enjoyed so i mean i won't go into any spoilers but basically it almost follows the prison break theme. Obviously, at one point, you do manage to break out of prison.
0: Yeah, most people think the game's just about the prison part. It's not. Yeah,
1: It's very short. And that To be honest, that's that was my problem with it initially. Is yeah. that you kind of get out of prison way earlier than I was expecting. Because I know from the trailer, it does show you on the run and stuff. That's why I don't think it's a spoiler. Yeah. But I figured that would be like late game. It's not. You're out of prison pretty quick.
0: Like end of act one, pretty much, isn't it? It's like you're yeah, out and about. exactly.
1: And then, uh, the, uh, you know, it's like the, the adventure they go on. There are a lot of, like, slow bits. So it kind of has a bit of everything. It's like kind of telltale-esque in that you'll be wandering around like a little, like, small part of a, like a gas station or whatever. And there'll be a few people to interact with. And one of you might have to make up. So basically, yeah, say me and you are playing, as you know, it might be prompting me to go and make a telephone call to my wife back home. And then you need to get the car ready or go buy a gun yeah. or something. So you can kind of go about and do your business. And you, you can see what the other person is doing the whole time. Um, and then like more uh, than that same kind of scenario, but with puzzles. So you'll be in prison, like I said earlier, and there'll be a guard walking while you dig for your cell, or you'll have to steal something from the wood shop And same thing. You have to like get a, you know, distract a guard to get something metal for a yeah. metal detector. So there's some kind of cool things and it works. You know, if you've watched, escape from alcatraz prison break any of yeah. these like great escape these movies it kind of riffs off all of those so yes. you kind of just know what you should be doing and it tends to work um there'll be like little like fight scenes as well you get into a scrap in the prison yard and that and it so like, basically when it's fun it is a fun game i mean mechanically mm. it's probably a bit clunky it's
0: it's much more of a narrative game isn't it yeah, than what people yeah. might expect there's, there's there is action in it but you're primarily kind of just either puzzle solving or uh, you know ingesting the story and the relationship between Vincent and is it is it Leo the other guy yeah
1: that's
0: it yeah yeah and um, yeah i think that's one one thing to point out is that it's more in line with a narrative type game like a like a telltale almost than like a straight up sort of third person action or shooting game it's just not you're just not going to get that here
1: yeah, it's like it's, it's as if life is strange, had bolted on. That's some it, sort of yeah. little action bits, and yeah. so that, those bits then kind of tend to not, like there's bits where you're driving a car, and GTA it's not like it. It, it really isn't like fun or no. <laughs> or like smooth. It's like a right old clunker. Yeah, you're just like and you. I mean, it's quite forgiving, I guess. Like most things, only take you one or two goes, and you're sort of bumble your way through, but. Yes, I think I played it with someone who like was on the same wavelength as me. Like, you know, he watched all the story, he wasn't interrupting or anything yeah. and you know, probably similar level of poorness at actually playing games. So if one of us struggled, <laughs> we'd both be struggling. So that was all fine. Um I would just say the game I think the game started strong and I don't I'm not gonna say anything about the last sort of chapter, mm. but we that was quite fun as well. I don't yeah. know if you remember what happens towards the end. Yeah. yeah, so basically we we really enjoyed like the prison and then the prison break and the the escape but then it kind of goes into more like about reconnecting with your family and those classic kind of tropes Hmm. and that bit was all a bit slow for me so i was a bit like right at one point it's all three quarters through i was a bit like
0: mm -mm, am i enjoying this sort of bookended by two decent bits i guess
1: yeah and then it picks up again in that last bit i was like right didn't see that coming this is now fun again yeah Yeah, and I mean, it's short, isn't it? I think, I can't remember, but I feel like it's probably seven hours. Yeah, it's not a long game. It's not a long game. No, and again, I'd say you could probably, as a dimp, we're kind of always running reviewing games that are about three years behind. You could probably pick (laughs) this up for next to nothing. It's just, I guess it's just finding someone else who actually wants to play it.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: As long as you can carve out a bit of time, and it doesn't take a long time, I would say, overall, this game's probably worth a... Like, a, I don't know how much it retailed for it at first, because, again, it is like that Man of a Dan sort of levels of time. Yeah. Um, and it kind of, it's a bit, it looks all right, doesn't it? I don't know who made it, but it's a bit...
0: It's 25 a bit, UK pounds it originally went for. That's
1: fair enough. I Split between two
0: of you if you wanted to do it that way. It's a bargain, really. Yeah,
1: that is a bargain. That is very true.
0: It's um, done by um, Hayes Light Studios, who... EA publish it, but the the developers Hazelight. I don't know if you remember. It's a chap named Joseph Ferris who, at the Game Awards,
1: what game game was he he done the game before this? It was really well.
0: Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons.
1: That's it. Yeah, Yeah. I haven't played that, but I think it was well received, wasn't it?
0: He's quite infamous over his like rant at the about the Oscars at the Game Awards. Where he tells the Oscars are shit and tells oh, him to fuck off. Did he get pissed
1: up or something? Yeah,
0: he looked. Look like he was. I don't think. I don't <laughs> yeah. think he is. I don't think he was. I think he's just like that. But
1: That's
0: he, it. He goes on a massive like rant and um, his brother's in this, who's called Ferris Ferris, who's been in a lot of actual sort of television and whatnot. So he's right. been in um, Westworld. Uh, okay. The sort of thing I've seen most recently in. But yeah, so they Hayes like Studios did this one and, he, and he's a bit of an eccentric one, old Joseph
1: new kojima some are saying <laughs> western
0: western kojima
1: yeah that's what they're saying okay cool yeah so i mean because it, it's got like a kind of it's got like, brought like ideas wise it's got like quite a good scope to it but then it's kind of not really got that triple a shine Except, about no. it like some of like the environments the graphics the way it moves the driving particularly was pretty clunky yeah like it kind of needs that that polish on it just to get you know really sort of elevate it. Is that uh,
0: is that because it's trying to do like a, a narrative style game where the, the the fidelity sometimes does matter because they're doing a lot of environmental stuff here, um, or is it just that because it's a, a, a smaller budget game that it, it will suffer regardless I mean, of what type of I game it, it is. I don't know if it was a
1: smaller budget, but it felt smaller budget to me. It's
0: well, the way I look at it is, if it's going for £25, UK pounds, to start with... That's a good point, yeah. the I don't know whether that changes expectations or should do, or whether it's because of the type of game it is, it kind of needed a bit more guts about it to to tell the story better or to make you feel a bit more immersed.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it does a, like a competent job with the story. I just don't know if the story is that, you know, it, it really, a bit like your... Uh, man eater
0: no you don't yeah. slag it off now mate <laughs> i'll give it two thumbs up if it's are gonna go down that route
1: but do you know what I, mean? I feel like they're both kind of they are comparable in that they clearly there's like a source material they're sort of drawing from mm. and then you've got like check boxes in both those genres to be like right getting yeah. out a cell check eating a human check yeah. you know like reconnecting with your loved ones
0: check and they're both and definitely a level off like a top developer but they're priced accordingly so yeah exactly you know exactly um
1: yeah i mean i don't know how you i mean it was a while ago you played this i don't know how well this is stuck in your mind i
0: i really enjoyed it i played it with logan i think we streamed it i think we streamed it anyway yeah we did and um yeah it has shortcomings definitely I think you've mentioned a few of them and, and like yeah <laughs> the general feel of the game when you actually get your hands on the control it's a bit like ugh it's not the best but I really just appreciated the the different the, different, the unique style of the game i.e. that it's co-op it's split screen all the time and you, you have to kind of work together throughout the game and yes I think you, you're right the narrative just kind of borrows tropes from TV films like a lot of games do And um, doesn't come up with anything majorly unique, you know, for the majority of the game. But I just enjoyed the fact that it it was bold enough to do something a bit different and um, wasn't ever going to make game of the year. But I think I actually might have put it down as my biggest surprise for the year, like pleasantly surprised that it existed and that it wasn't a complete train wreck.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would, I like these types of games. Like I've played, obviously, a couple with you, like, these co-op games, mm. and now this. And then, obviously, I, I do love, like, prison break movies and TV shows, so I'd like to see something else in this world. I'd like, I feel like I'd like something a bit more open world with, like, you know, a few different ways of escape rather than – to be honest, this is your bag, though, isn't it? These, like, narrative-heavy, mm. like, I don't know what you'd call them. It's not yeah. really a walking sim, but, you know, like, the life is strange. Like, Yeah, yeah. Um, the telltale games and whatnot whereas i sort of like a bit more action i guess i don't know like yeah more doing this
0: definitely tool. plays more into the adventure genre than it does the action genre
1: yeah like. agreed
0: what would you what would you give it as a as a final verdict in terms of thumbs up down or in, or in the middle for I a, think way give out.
1: It two thumbs in the middle it was yeah. completely like passable um neutral yeah, again, sort of if you, sitting, you, isn't he? is he fancying
0: Alan? Yeah, he said yeah. <laughs> he said,
1: yeah. If you're uh, if you're between like those AAA games, again, you get yourself seven or eight hours to kill and a mate to play with. It'll be worth picking up. Or if someone says to you like, I've got this game fancy, giving it a bash. Yeah, absolutely, give it a go. You, you, you're not going to hate it for sure. And I think, like you said, you you're either going to be like me, where you're going to be like, that's all right, or you're going to be pleasantly surprised and.
0: Yeah, enjoy it like you did. Yeah, no, agreed. Well, that's a way out. That's got this little sort of modern day spin and impressions, and then verdict on it. We are going to briefly discuss, the, well, try and be brief about the Last of Us Part Two and give our sort of final impressions, our thumbs up, our thumbs down, our thumbs in the middle for the Last of Us Part Two. um We've when we last spoke is a, a week or so ago. We'd both played around ten hours of the game. We discussed kind of in, as in depth as we felt comfortable doing for those ten hours um, on on last week's podcast. I don't want to rehash any old ground. Like I said, spoiler cast is incoming, but this is a big game and we've, we've both managed to get through it because we've had a bit more time, but other members of the, of the DIMP community and, and the idle game chat staff, I want to get them to get through it. And then we can try and do like a fully fledged, like give it it's, its due and do it a full spoiler cast. But we've had time to to digest this for a little bit. Both finished it, I believe on Tuesday stroke Wednesday, um, high level. What are your, your thoughts on the last of us part two, and I want to focus more of it like as a sequel to the first one because I think that's where you can make some we can make some really general, non spoilerific comparisons, or at least verdicts, and give people an idea of what they're getting in for when they when they eventually purchase it if they decide to
1: It's a bloody good game, isn't it? Yeah. Um <laughs> It is. Yeah, you could
0: just is. end it at that. The podcast yeah. could just be ended at that.
1: I think like so if, gameplay wise i feel like everything they've done isn't like, i haven't played the last of us one now for probably four years or so but i probably wouldn't want to go back now with these like yeah. mechanical improvements like gameplay improvements because yeah ellie is a lot more agile she's got a lot more like
0: Joel's uh, an old option. fuck isn't he compared to her He's right. really breaking down. Of the, yeah. sort of slow. I str- no wonder you got in so many scrapes. Jesus, you can't even lay down.
1: <laughs> exactly, can't go <laughs> prone. Yeah, I love that. By the way, it's so good. It's like so
0: that. yeah. It's such a simple thing to add, but it makes it gives you so many more options. And they just des- and the design of the encounters <laughs> and the levels definitely complement the new kind of gameplay mechanics and give you fun and more. that's
1: what i mean that's again like where you you got like you know like multiple multiple like levels like you'll be in a mall with like three or four levels with enemies everywhere you can get yourself in all kinds of shit on this one but again i don't think they had anything on that scale really maybe the dlc has some bits a bit like that but yeah everything's like i don't basically
0: no dlc confirmed there. by the way oh really yeah not going to say whether that's right or wrong but that's just a little it well considering I've sold or... my copy that's definitely right
1: <laughs> thank you naughty dog um I would say that um I think we discussed this off air so like they could and like most games and films and anything really when there's a sequel they kind of just like looked at what works and they go right keep that all in mm. um and make everything else bigger and you yeah. know more explosions and they just haven't done this year mm. I feel like they've I mean, I heard that they started making this just one year after the yeah. first game was um, released, which surprised me because I feel like there's so much like thought that's gone into this and they really... Like, the first game ends, it's kind of like a one and done to a point. You can, not
0: yeah. A lot of people would say, I'm happy with that, walk away.
1: Yeah. Like, you've got that massive question hanging over about what Joel did at the end of the first game that mm. obviously, you know could be looked at in a sequel but in my head like the way i envisioned what they would probably do it was nothing like this like no. story-wise and i think they, they've what they've tried is so bold here and like ultimately they've pulled it off i mean i think it's going to be um jarring and it's going to you know it's going to really put some i think you've said the same it's going to really put some people off yeah but overall i'm so happy that they went with something like this rather than just Yep. Play it safe,
0: yep, agreed, yeah, I mean, I think the way I look at it is that the the gameplay mechanics do make the first game feel like ancient, even though it 's technically not. So I don't know if that's a, a, a damning indictment on the first game, being a bit behind the times, potentially in the gameplay sense, or whether this is really kind of knocked out of the park. It feels that, that they've definitely evolved that side of things, which if you're playing moment to moment, you're going to you're gonna appreciate all the changes they've made on the, on the gameplay front and just expanded it as well. They're not just added new mechanics. They've expanded and made things bigger for you so that you as a player have more options and more opportunity to impose your will on on the encounters. And when, and the narrative side of things, I feel like the the first game was like maybe like I'm not going to say movie quality because people are like Whoa, it's not as good as that, and it's like well I know they're not, but just for the sake of easy comparisons, like movie level quality narrative, let's just call it that. Like really good, like you said, like it's a pretty like the story itself. Actually, if you think of it, it's you know the relationship between those two, Joel starting to sort of revert back to having a, a normal human feelings and whatnot. Like it's, it's something you could put into a movie, I feel like. Yep. This, the, the Last of Us Part 2, is like television levels of narrative. Like it feels like two really good seasons, maybe three seasons of good television packed into like a 25 to 30 hour game. And the quality is just on another level. I've always, I've been saying for years now that TV is far outpaced. um Movies in terms of the, the storytelling and the narrative, simply because you spend more time with the characters. And with video games, that's also true. Like, these games are far longer than any standard movie, and more akin to a, a television show. And this is the first game I've played that's really got close to that level, or at least kind of branched out and said, look, this is how the, the storytelling video games should work for a game of this length and, and, and this sort of depth. So
1: really it's a really good analogy actually it's spot on yeah because here you've got all the little like i'm not gonna say anything about how the narrative works but yeah there's so much there for you to unpack and unpick through the files notes diary entries that tie everything together like a really sort of good season of tv yeah like almost like you can play the game without doing that and you'll still have an absolute blast but if you really want to sort, i feel like this game really warrants a second
0: oh yeah through. once yeah. you
1: know you know like watching a sort of complicated film or whatever um when you know what's actually happening big picture you can then concentrate on those little bits of dialogue that you've kind of not picked up on first time yeah. around and you'll get so much more out of it
0: yeah absolutely like i feel like this really does <laughs> going back to your point about it being bold and, and and being a sequel rather than an extension of the first game, which a lot of sequels do, especially in the gaming side of things, because you've got all the core mechanics now <laughs> yeah, down. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas this uh, kind of benefits from the fact that this was first developed on PS3, the original, which had X amount of power, and now we're seeing at the tail end of the PS4 what that can do. So the mechanical side of things, they they certainly can enhance and have taken full advantage of that. So that's an advantage of it being, you know, one generation for one, another generation for another. But story-wise, like you said, it could have been by the numbers and, you know, to try and keep everyone happy. But I really feel like they, they challenge you as a player. Like it's a challenge to accept and, and appreciate. You don't have to appreciate what they've done. Like I think there's stuff that happens in the game that I don't agree with. But that's that's good storytelling in that it makes sense. Like I might not like what happens in, in X game or X film or TV show but as long as it, if it makes sense in in the world that they've built I can appreciate it still. I think that's where people will have problems with the games that they won't they're not ready to be challenged either on you know what happens or the type of people that you encounter and I felt like this has made me appreciate storytelling much much better and give me an appreciation for doing stuff that is outside of the, the comfort zone of people. And giving you an opportunity as a a person to say, yep, okay, not happy potentially, but completely understand why and it makes sense. And actually, um, you know, looking back at it, it's it's great (laughs) What, what they've done with it.
1: You know, yeah, I totally agree. And I think one of the highest compliments I can pay this is that I, I had a very high opinion of this game when I completed it. Mm. But having spoke about it a lot with people, other you and other people who I know who have finished it, it's only it made me like it even more. You know, talking through those bits I've missed or those other opinions yeah. or whatever. It, it's just it elevated it. And then like I think we said like when we first started this podcast, like the best feet like the best books i've read and films and tv shows like there's that kind of void now where i'm like right that's like I, basically i installed um jedi fallen order yes and I, I i kicked that off last night and i was like this i know this is a good game i like star wars franchise well i mean i did and <laughs> like it looks really nice and things and but i'm just like i'm not feeling this this isn't this is fine but it's not the last of us part two there's a level of quality to everything around Mm. that game that it's not fair because obviously you've got naughty dog you know six years lead time yeah all the money in the world and the best talent sony
0: backing them like for every year they've not got to worry about a thing really
1: it's not fair to compare but obviously the first game you put on afterwards you're gonna compare at the end of the day and
0: that's why you get wonder boy the dragon's trap (laughs) it's a perfect sort of palate cleanser
1: it's very true, actually. It's yeah. true. You've got your sort of system like locked in place. And I think it's the right one.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, I'm really impressed with The Last of Us Start 2. I think, like I said, it's going to be polarizing for people. Every sequel is, almost to a certain extent, because people want you to do X and want you to do Y. And the I talk about the, the challenges to the players. Like I had a real problem with Metal Gear Solid Five and that story. One, because it ended... It wasn't so. It wasn't finished. It's was quite clear that there should have been another chapter to that game, but more so the fact that I got really wound up. And before, I've told this story plenty of times, but I will tell it again. I it, before the game came out, I was so hyped up for it because it was my favorite series. All this stuff, and I, I was thinking, right, they're going to complete the saga. They're going to end it. It's going to tie nicely into like even like Metal Gear from the NES. It's going to be like a good transition. It's all going to make sense. Snake's going to do this boss is going to all the characters going to do x y and z and it absolutely didn't play out like that one it didn't finish which was the big point of it but two what i thought was going to happen or what i wanted to happen didn't happen and rather than accept that that's how it should be um i was like that's garbage to be honest i was really (laughs) like bitter twisted and twisted up about it and I think the Last of Us Part Two has kind of made me take stead that actually it's okay for things not to go how you want them to go because I don't own the characters, I don't own the story, I don't write the story, but just to enjoy what's been presented in front of you. And if it's executed well, I think that's another point that perhaps Metal Gear didn't do, didn't execute whatever they were trying to do well. But if you do it well, like you have done the Last of Us Part Two, it's an enjoyable experience. Something that where you go in with i don't know we go in with like feeling x way and come out feeling y and i think that's a really powerful statement uh, for a video game and uh, an accolade that very very few will will get from my eyes for sure but yeah um let's let's draw it to a close before we start treading on people's toes and overindulging but in terms of thumbs up what sort of recommendation would you give it to to people out there
1: yeah it's one and two thumbs up for me can't be any other way
0: no, it's the easiest two thumbs up of the year for me. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like, hundred percent. Got no qualms in you know recommending it at that level. It's it really is a fantastic video game from all aspects, and uh, looking forward to getting the other boys' opinions when they finally finish it, and then looking forward to sharing those with you on our aforementioned spoiler cast, which will be coming at some point in the future. But I think we're gonna close this session down. There's four games grilled. All of varying quality, all of varying price, and uh, we've probably ended it on the best game, wouldn't you agree?
1: 100%.
0: Good. Right, we'll shut this down for, for this week, and we'll see you next Monday with whatever we've got in store, probably something from the archive, actually. We've actually recorded several grilling sessions that we haven't been able to you know, share with you, because we had the PS5 reveal, we had the last of us coming out, and then we had the last of us sort of final impressions we wanted to do, plus the other games, so... We'll see. It's a bit of a a variety podcast in the the gaming space, but you you guys enjoy it. So head over to patreon.com forward slash idle game chat if you want to learn more on how to support us, but nothing more for us to say apart from thanks for your time and ta-da.